Uh, this is Mel and Angelique with the North TV podcast. We're gonna, I guess, review all of season three. We're <laughs> gonna do our best. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I think we did episode one through three, and then we're just like, we're all set, or at least I was over it. Um, <laughs> from episode four. I had better feelings about most of the middle than uh, Michelle did, but yeah, there was there was one we both agreed was absolutely unwatchably crap. Yeah, I didn't watch five at all, so I had no yeah. idea. I like I kind of know what happened from like getting some from like this entire season. <laughs> Yeah, like, no, but I mean, like, for episode five in particular, I no, think I, re- like, I read, like, recaps or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, everything we learned there was stuff that, it, like, you'd figure out over the course of this entire season is what I mean. Like, yeah. we, didn't read, um, we didn't need an episode to tell us what happened to Jason. That's what this whole season was for. I mean, I guess they felt like it was necessary because he's leaving the show, but then that's not it either because... <laughs> Other people were leaving the show apparently, and they didn't get like a, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> well, clearly they correctly decided we needed less on, uh, and then you know, bearing results for everything else. But whoever said that we need a million percent less on was right, and they gave us what we needed. My goodness, how underwhelming was Redhead? Oh my God, like. First of all, I think it might have worked better if we didn't have to watch this man cry so much. Because, like, all I can see is the one he is the most pathetic of my ex-boyfriends. And maybe it's just projection from my impatience of watching a grown man cry to beg you to care about how abusive they're being towards you or something. Like, But, like, really, that's all that. It's just, like, cry-bully nonsense. It's not like, oh, he's crying because, you know, he's like so hurt he's like crying because he feels bad about like mass murdering his friends neighbors and acquaintances it's like um yeah uh if they wanted me to care it was just like you can't this is like a line and if you have a character cross that line it just doesn't work anymore and that line was crossed as soon as we saw that saw that uh saw that single mother snap her own neck that was where it was crossed for me and it's just like i don't even and that was like two episodes in so right it's like okay it's like it's nice he can't join the team and he helped take scarecrow down but he just has to walk free so okay i don't and, like, we didn't actually what? need him to do that. Because, I mean, what did he do that Connor couldn't have done better? What did he do in that hallway, right? Because Dick said, yeah. I need you to help me save Gotham. So what did he do in that hallway that Dick couldn't have done? Right. He just he went in and did that himself. Right. Like, like I mean, Dick could have done that. Any other person on the team could. Like, anyone could have done that. Rachel could have done that. Anyone. Well, Rachel was busy, I guess. But Dick wasn't. <laughs> So it looks and it, it feels to me like the only reason Dick invited him to do that really was like for his own emotional health, like for the benefit of Jason's emotional health. He invited Jason to help solve the problem to start his redemption journey. That seemed like he did that like for Jason's benefit to me. Yeah. I don't know. 
I guess we can just continue talking about Jason and Crane since we like started there because we were going to be like, I figured it would just be easier to talk through the characters yeah. instead of trying to go through the plot. We all know the plot. so anyway. Right. We know the plot um, and like there barely was a plot. Like Jason yeah. and Crane do stuff. They try to stop him. Eventually they succeed. Somehow this takes a season. I mean, several episodes this season was just, we got to find Jason. There's a bomb. Jason got away somehow, like for real, like every, that whole episode, just those three things happened. Um, yeah. And then in several episodes, it's even the same bomb. It's like, oh no, a heart bomb, let's get caught oh, in the no. middle, whatever. Another heart bomb. Oh no, another one. And also, Connor, do you get faster building these once you've done it successfully, or is it the exact same amount of drama every time? I mean, he got fast and he, he saved a second lady and I thought, okay, so this was the end of that, right? Now he saved someone and now he can stop feeling bad about it. And they were like, psych, we're going to have another person blow up with this. And we're going to have it immediately blow up as soon as they get there. So yeah. we're going to make it so there's no way he could have stopped it because it blows up as soon as they get there. Just keep going. Just keep oh, going. look, what if there was a time bomb, but the timer was set to just blow up when you get there? And it's just like, Roll. okay, so... What what really irritated me, like, I think I would, you know, like, even though I was over it, I was like, okay, I'll let y'all get away with it, as long as I don't have to deal with Jason again, whatever. The point for me was when they were trying to insinuate, okay, maybe the reason he's doing this stuff could be because of the pit and because of drugs, but then they show him not on drugs anymore. Dead sober. Still deciding to do the stuff, and I was like, "Right now, what? Like, <laughs> well, because we you see him decide to go back to Crane because he's just this whole like sobered up thing. He's just not here for this coming down off the drugs business." Crane's like, "I don't have more drugs for you," and he's like, "Okay, I guess I'll just stay." But, wait, wait. but he did it like three times. Okay, because he went there. Remember he. He knocked him out in the warehouse yeah. or whatever. And he was like, now I'm really done. And then at the end of the episode, he saw Tim on the floor bleeding out. Right. He ran off. Then he came back to Crane again, right? right. Yeah. Why? why? Like, there's no stated motivation. Crane was like, oh, you're back. Let's talk about how we're going to move in together and have babies. Like, he was, or he was like, he told Crane, I think he's like, oh, you blew everything up. No way they'll they'll let me back now. And I'm like, why? You didn't do anything. Right. <laughs> what does that have to do with you? <laughs> he, was just, he was literally like just there. And like, I guess Jason was thinking that like, they would think that he shot Tim for no reason. If they came there and like Tim was bleeding and he was like, there? I mean... I don't I mean, think he even had a gun on him in that moment. I would have no, like shot him didn't. with what? It wasn't me. He's inside. <laughs> right. I he don't... has the gun. I don't even have one. It wasn't me. No. And why would I just, why would I be here in jeans just waiting for you guys if I did shoot him? You know what I mean? Why would I be over his body like, oh no, are you okay when you got here? <laughs> right. Like that so... doesn't make sense. And it's like, okay, so the very complicated solution to this problem, which is, say you did not shoot Tim didn't occur to you and then also he had no way to know that Tim was going to die much less was going to die before they got there because if they get there then you could just 
asked him to tell them he didn't, that you didn't shoot him. You know what I mean? Then even if Tim does that, at least the other witness who was there confirmed that you weren't the killer because Tim's still alive. <laughs> so like he knows, Tim knows you didn't shoot him. Tim knows that Crane shot him. Tim's alive. So why would you think that they would think you shot him if the person who got shot knows you didn't shoot him? It would say so because he isn't dead. It doesn't make any sense. And I think the only reason Dick was like, okay, I guess Jason suggests this again is because he suddenly was again. The next time they saw him was, because that was episode eight, I think, and then they saw him again, 10. He was on the TV like, oh, Nightwing, come, let me kill you. And like, it's just like, what the hell? (laughs) What's going on here? The last time I saw you, we were in the tunnel. We were having bro talk. You're like, I want to come home. And now you're like, come meet me to die. No, wait, okay. see, 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 now I'm confused, confusing myself. That was 11 where Dick died. Dick died in episode 11. Yeah, yeah. So that means in 10, Jason went back to Crane again, yeah. right? Yeah. And then Crane, Crane, Crane was yeah. like, I can make you a superstar for some reason. Yeah, right. And then we have the nonsense with then. the video or whatever. And then that's when he's like, yeah. I'm going to kill you. So his ultimate motivation for going back to Crane was he told him he could be a van celebrity. <laughs> He, he wanted to be famous? I don't even... And, like, it's not unprecedented in his characterization, his, like, you know, vainglorious fame horishness. Like, that is a motivation we've seen before with Jason's character. Like, however, um, if that's the whole motivation for this whole thing, you certainly didn't hear enough about that over this season. No. What we heard over this season... I all the time was this just like oh i'm terrified i don't know i there was just not enough build up between the two of them for his motivation to even be about it personally they didn't have enough scenes in season two for any of this to make sense and there was just no emotional stakes for me because i'm like i never saw you guys get along so why do i care that you're fighting i don't right and then, like, um, <laughs> and he kept saying about, like, being, like, scared or big. And at first I thought that he was just saying that to, like, freak Hank out. But then he was saying that in a scene where, the, like, none of the were just, like, saying that to Crane. I was like, oh, does he actually, like, think that? And, like, why? Like, did they why? need a motivation for him thinking that Dick was a terrifying killer? Because, I mean, I think he needed one. I think he just summarized the entire season. <laughs> why? Indeed. Yeah. Um, like, why did we have? I mean, let's let's keep this on the roll, right? Why did we have Scarecrow and no real fair toxin? Why did that happen? I cannot put into words how angry that made me. I was so mad. And then we finally, it's the last episode. It's the finale, bitch. We're dropping the fear toxin. And what is that? Everybody drops dead. That is that is death toxin. That's what that's just toxin. That's what that is. Anyone could have done that. I don't know why we needed it to be scarecrow. That doesn't make sense. Because it didn't do fear stuff. And if it did, no. but it worked so quickly that you just instantly died, it doesn't matter. I guess the last five seconds were real bad. I feel like anyone, like genuinely anyone at all, except all of the writers in that writing room, right? If they got Scarecrow, they'd be like, now let's think of all of our characters' biggest fears. And that's going to be incorporated in this season because they're all going to get infected with the toxin at some point. The only person 
we right? thought scared this season was Jason. Like, I don't, I don't like, see anyone else. I don't see anyone else bringing like, in that character. Psychologically with fear other than Jason. Uh, no. and, those, and those like single parents that he was making people into orphans over for no reason for the first couple episodes. Those are the only folks scared in this whole show. And they I weren't scared because the parents um, and they were scared because they were going to kill their kids. You don't need drugs because they were scared you're going to murder their kids. They're scared because Jason is a terrorist. Um, the right. fear toxin was not a plot in the show. And that doesn't make sense. Anyone else would do that. I don't know what happened. And it, we even see mm-hmm. the fear canister. Because remember, he gets into like Wayne Manor and he gets into the Batcave. And, ah, here is my mask and my fear toxin. Let me never put on the mask or use the fear toxin. Well, he, oh, oh. oh, yeah, that was the mask. I don't understand. Yeah. Let's just move on to Blackfire because I just <laughs> I don't even know like what else to say. It's just like what talking the about hell? the plot hole where there should have been a plot this season. It's, like there was no nothing happened. The only thing that happened was that Jason was an actual domestic terrorist. And, and then he walked he walked free because he felt slightly bad. Right. It was cool very- story. <laughs> well, actually, I would say it seems like the reason he walked free was because his mentors felt so responsible for how fucked up he was mm-hmm. that they didn't feel that it would be appropriate to, like, yeah. So that's what that was. And, I mean, great head game to run on these dudes, really. To be honest, I don't think it was his parents or Bruce or Dick. I think he was born soaring some, like, death metal satanic ritual or some shit and and that is for real like that is the problem he's born under a bad sign he sort of implied that last season like when he was like there's just always been a darkness that followed me it was like yeah that's called your personality that is your inner demon apparently like what's going on there you, dude. I was telling Rachel she needs to be exercised. I think you're the one who needs the projection. <laughs> At this point, <laughs> what even was that shit? And, and, and Lord, see, now I'm thinking about Rachel and that exorcism. I'm thinking, whatever she did to pull the evil out of that pit so that we could rain the Lazarus rain on them, maybe she should have pulled one of those out of Jason. Like, maybe he had some, some pit black magic that needed to come out. Maybe like <laughs> didn't come back right. Didn't, I know, I know that much. No. And like we said over and over again, every time we talked about or got near the Lazarus pit, it's very evil, dark, very bad, black magic. Noted. So what does it do? It's just okay. It's fine. <laughs> like we Whatever. keep like we keep saying that, but nobody ever was like. Does, does Jason need something? Like, do we need that? Do we need that healing? Do we need to exercise him? Do we need to spray the rain? Does he need something? Is he good? Like, no one? Bueller? Like, I, I, I love that we determined that. that he was resurrected by, like, the darkest of evil magic. And then everyone just went out about their business. Like, nobody was like, oh, does that mean we should do something? Like, does that, is that, is that, also, nobody even seems to suspect Maybe that's why he's a psycho. Like, not one character was like, oh, he was resurrected by this vet of evil, terrifying magic. Maybe that's why he's such a bitch. Well, no one seemed to manage to connect that. 
or even like theorize that that was connected. I think the writers just like ran out of chips to get or something. I don't know. And like it's very also strange in the whole like they had a long time. The books, that's what that's the thing. Like the thing that made Red Hood such an annoying bitch after he came back was the pit and the evil magic from the pit. So if we're adapting the Red Hood storyline and we got the Lazarus pit and we got him acting like a big old bitch, how do we fail to remember the pit makes him be that way and factor that in some way into this lengthy, boring adaptation of this? Or factor in anybody attempting to resolve that at all? I have no answers for that question. I don't know. Like, was it the drug's fault? Was it the pit's fault? Was it the combination's fault? Which, whichever of these things that it was the fault of, did we do anything that would solve any of these problems? Because if it was the drugs, and we know Jason knows how to cook them, have we established he's not a drug addict anymore? Do we have any reason to think that? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, of all these possibilities, they didn't do anything that would address any of them. You know what I'm saying? No, they, I mean, that's the thing though. I never felt like they handled Hank's addiction plot logically or in a realistic way anyway. No. Like, I, it, like it worked for season one because you didn't see him relapse and then bounce right back. Right, they just go out about later. They did that in season two and I'm like, that's not how that works at all. No. Um, so clearly there's people who just decide not to do research on that and I get it in a sense because it's a comic book show so you don't even need to try and be realistic but if if you're you're gonna gonna include real things then you should probably know how those things work and um, the whole Jason drug thing that's not I didn't necessarily budget but what I didn't think like heroin's real I didn't actually want to see Hank come back and struggle with that for seven episodes in a row that's not even what I'm saying what I'm saying is if you go out of your way to make this a plot point it's kind of stupid to immediately solve it because then it feels like you just wasted time on it don't bother that with that well don't that's what I mean like we know like heroin's real and like we know how all that works if we bother to look it up so if we're going to write it in, we know this is a long-term extensive problem that often requires professional intervention because you can literally die just of detox. Like you can decide to stop taking it and die not taking it anymore, <laughs> which is why you need to go, go somewhere. Even if you like have the willpower without needing anyone else to, to like stop doing it, you're like physically in danger because of the way the dependency works. So I guess you know, more like, so more of what I mean, right? Like, because we see we see Dick get sh- shot in the chest and stuff like that, and he just he's just fine, like, right? And he then the next episode, we see somebody get shot in the chest and die. Right. So you, you see stuff like that where people mar- miraculously heal from. So that's not realistic. Obviously, right, their right. healing times aren't realistic. But my thing is, maybe right. more. Maybe it would be more of a problem. Like, I care more that Dick heals randomly from stuff if it was like a focal point of how mortal he is he's not but it's a focal point that hank has this drug addiction so if you guys are going to keep 
making that part of the plot, then you have to do it in a way that makes sense. Because now you're telling me to pay attention to this thing. You're never telling me to pay attention to the fact that got shot in the chest and walked an hour later. You know what I mean? They're, they're not yeah. expecting us to give a shit about that. And it's also connected so, to like why Hank is supposed to stop doing this because it's a painkiller mm-hmm. addiction and the pain he gets from injuries from doing this and aggravating old football injuries is what drives him to that. So for him, so that was like the whole motivation behind, if you remember from like 18 years ago in season one, that was why Don was like pushing him to quit because he had to use, because doing this inflicted sufficient harm on his body that he had to, that he had to do this just to manage the pain. So, oh, great. He's back to doing this. And I guess it doesn't hurt anymore. <laughs> God, that's <sighs> Like, I don't know. They you know. just, it's not realistic. And that's, that was the corner they backed themselves into when they decided to give him chronic pain and an yeah. addiction problem because then they right. made, it, it's fine if he just had it, but they made it like his entire character arc. Right. So it then was- when you just suddenly have it not be a problem anymore, it's like, wait, but this is the only thing we know about this person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So right. who are they now? That they did that, they put them in a box like that. So, and I mean, that a, a great way around this would have been having him follow through with that day of retirement. That also would have been a way of writing him off. Ever. Right. Um, but yeah, when he just, just decided that he was gonna go back to doing this, my literal first thought was, Why? I thought you quit because doing this makes you a heroin addict, which is a great reason to quit. Why did yeah, you unquit? They didn't really explain it well. I mean, I think I would I would have bought that he just missed his friends. That's right. really a simple explanation for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Didn't say maybe. Wait, did he say he wanted to come back for dawn? I haven't seen the first three up in a while. I like. <laughs> that might have been why. That might have been. That might have been why. But I guess all that's very weird because, like, everyone else knows this, presumably, right? So is everyone just cool with that? Like, guess you can't control. <laughs> it's not like they could tell him no, right? I mean, he's going to do what he's going to do. Clearly, that's what got him killed. Because <laughs> he does what he's going to do. And that's it. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, uh, that was, uh, that was like, and believe me, I don't want to care about his stupid addiction plot line. But when you directly tie that to him participating in vigilante activities, you can't just have him come back and then it's nothing, they, not even a line. I, I feel like I said this last season, but I was like the fact that they made him have chronic pain, kind of like they wrote him out of the show, <laughs> same episode they wrote him in. Yeah. Because you can't just, do this. Like this, you, the, you can't get yet. past that. No. So there's no way around that. I was like, well, how is he in season two? Like it just never made sense. But no. Um, yeah. That, that was such a like weird choice. Uh, and it's one of those weird choices that makes me that causes me to think a lot about a plot line I don't care about, which I don't appreciate. Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking. But I will say um I did like them a lot more this season 
me too. Aww. I liked him so much. Like I literally like when he like when he ran into Donnie and in Afterworld and they were like, yo, we're gonna be the protectors of the of the limbo or whatever. Or, What's up, home? I I cried. Like I was a mess. Like I was like, oh my god, I have an emotional connection to Hank now. You've destroyed me. I like him. I miss him. What you do to me? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of annoying that it was apparently that easy all along. Yeah, all we had to do was give him something to do other than fight with his girlfriend and whine about crack. Yeah, they were like a soap opera. That was the problem. Yeah. It was really annoying. It was like isolated. Yeah. Ugh. And it was the and it's the kind of stuff that like on a show about that kind of thing can be sort of fun, juicy drama. But on a show where there's actual interesting stuff happening, we we just don't want to hang out with that nonsense. It was bothersome. Like yeah. if it, if I was watching This Is Us, fine. But I right. wasn't. So it's like, oh, you, you have this you know super powered assassin trying to kill everyone, and then they're cutting to. Hank and Dawn karaoke night. fixing a pipe in the kitchen. And I'm just like, what is, why? What are we doing? Why is it a Hallmark movie? What happened? And why are these scenes so long, right? Yeah. They were long scenes. <laughs> and they don't go anywhere because I thought when that sister showed up, oh, her and all her homies were coming. Like they were going to run them out of town pitchforks, right? She's going to get all her homies. They're going to roll in deep, right? No, never. So yeah, I thought it plots, didn't. Like, it didn't. Never has a point. Um, <laughs> I guess we might as well talk about Dove since we're All on right. the topic now. Um, I would try not to talk about Dove. <laughs> I mean, there's actually not a lot to say. She wasn't here much. No. Um, uh, she she was here briefly. She didn't do anything too onerous. Um, so I mean, sadly. I have to say, Dawn never had her own character arc. Um, no, never. Everything about her was about Hank and Dick, and that's just really <laughs> sad. That's her entire point. did they literally wrote her off when the relationship was over, which, yay. That's just sad. Like, she had no character arc. Um, I don't know what to say there. Yeah, no. She, I mean, there isn't much to say, because that just sort of is what it is. Yeah. Um, and well, you know, if if I liked her even a little bit, that I might have some negative emotional feelings about the inherent sexism of giving a woman so little to do that they just write her off without reason if her boyfriend leaves the show. But I also didn't like her, so it's like I don't like this in theory, but I'm okay with the results of her being gone. <laughs> I mean, we have our theories, so. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> and yeah, we have reason enough to think that she was a problem in some other ways. Um, yes, but but yeah, she uh was great to not have anymore. I I feel that way for sure with her old terrible self. <laughs> um, and like, what are you even supposed to like with a character like Don? How are you even supposed to feel about Don? Because it was just. She wasn't particularly friendly with anyone, for one thing. Not even no, her she, actual boyfriend, Hank. Who did she, she like? Didn't, she didn't interact with anyone like that. Um, she didn't talk to Corey at all this season. They had no scenes, no one-on-one scenes. No. Um, I don't recall her talking to Carr. No, she never talked to any of the kids. 
I think she said she hugged, she hugged Connor by when he was freaking out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, whatever. Um, for a whole relationship with him. Uh, so that's, that's a thing, I guess. Um, <laughs> hard not to have uh, negative to neutral feelings about that. Yeah, and I guess since we're just going through quickly, uh, either characters we didn't like or characters who didn't do much, we can just talk about Rachel and Donna super quick, and then we can move along to the people who actually move the plot a lot more. <laughs> there. Okay, well, I mean, we definitely like Rachel. We definitely didn't get much Rachel. Um, all the Rachel we got was very good. Yeah, I missed her. Um, I will say it. <laughs> I'll just go ahead and be petty. It amuses me that um, some people were very hyping up Donna. Um, I don't oh, know. My headphone battery is dying. That's a thing. Darn. Yikes. Um, but they were hyping her up to, <laughs> to like, I don't know, almost in a way, manifesting her taking over Corey's spot or being better than Corey. They're hoping in their heart with everything they had just like please please be useful please be good for something please come through queen I'm not even talking about that like I wanted that too but I there were some people who were um they were looking for a reason to be mad and so they were convinced Donna was about to come back and I don't know embarrass Corey or something so that they have more fuel for their I hate everything fire and then she they're just, just gonna make her the queen of the show yeah she kind of just useless Corey's always been right. she, do. She, didn't, she didn't do a ton and then she left the show so it's just like <laughs> y'all really spent like I don't know two three two months or something being pissed for nothing well, see, that's why, for the most part, I will ignore the everlasting crap out of this fandom because they just get ideas in their heads and they have strong feelings about these notions and theories and ideas. And then it don't be nothing. Like, they'll be like, oh my God, they're going to kick all the Titans off the show. And it's going to be the bad show. And Dick's going to like marry Barbara. And Corey's going to blow up in a fire. And like, <laughs> Got you, got you. I'm sure it's all coming. It's going to happen. I will no. be mad at you when it happens. Seriously, if you like, if you scroll through Twitter and just read like the comments, you think that this season Corey blew up and then, um, you know, <laughs> Vic and Babs laughed while drinking champagne and then ran away to Paris together. Right, and it was just like if that. If you just read their, if you just read their tweets, that's how that's yeah. how they sound. Like, I mean, when they're not accusing uh, black women who breathe on a regular basis of arson, murder, and jaywalking, then what they're up to is that, you know? Oh my gosh, can we just talk about that? <laughs> Blackfire, poor, poor Blackfire. First, she got like duped out of being, um, you know, being our big bad. Right. And then when it was like, okay, she's not, so we should just accept her. Like a character on the show? As a character on the show. People were like, 
people were like, no, there can only be, we want to, we want Corey to be a token. It's like, whoa. <laughs> Uh, what we're not going to do is treat her like uh, she is half of the main love story this entire season do out here. That was nuts. Like they were, they were just determined to make her, they wanted her dead. Like I've never seen yeah. anything like it. And it was like, why though? All she's here doing is being fierce and fabulous. And once she gave a perfectly good explanation, for what happened to their relationship parents. Now what are we mad about, you guys? Corey's not mad. Can you guys at least be roughly as mad as Corey to keep it there? It's honestly strange to, to go on and on about how you feel for Anna and you want her to have support and um, you want this and that. But then in the same breath, you're like, You also want to get rid of any characters that are associated with her? begging calm to be murdered and no not only be murdered to end up being a freaking rapist first and then yeah. killed so that Corey's entire family is dead yeah Why did we, we gotta have them all dead we've got to have connor traumatized because you can't have connor you know get his cherry popped and be in love with someone who isn't a, a, a rapist murderer we can't have that that's not okay that was weird like i feel like people were treating calm like she was a white woman almost yeah who was here to steal Corey's things or something like it was yeah. like and they mm -hmm. even say stuff like that sometimes like they can't see her with their eyes because it, I would, see, so I would see them say things like oh the anti-blackness has come comes black y'all what are you black what like what's going on this year <laughs> it was it's so weird oh no now your sound is like Oh, terrible. I know. I know. I told you. Dying. Uh, maybe these guys are charged. We'll find out. We'll, we'll see what happens in the next episode of Terminal Activity. <laughs> in the meantime. <laughs> okay. In the mean Less terrible? No, it's the same. <laughs> oh, okay. Let me let's see. We will. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, this is. Hmm. All right, we will. It's fine. While you sort that out, I'll just ramble. I'll just ramble about Corey and Connor. I mean, Kong and Connor. What I found the strangest about those two was like the response to them, because I felt like they were such a um, basic relationship. You know what I mean? Like they were pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, there was nothing complicated about it, really. But no. the fandom like really, really wanted her to be the bad guy to the point where they just was like deliberately misinterpreting every single one of their scenes to make it evil okay. somehow. And <laughs> even like acting like, you know, the show is a racist because they refuse to show a black woman be protected and get love and get romance and i'm just like watching connor do all those things for calm and i'm like am i crazy am i the lunatic like what are you guys talking about like i'm so confused though like, i'm so lost is she not a black woman like what what happened i mean it looked like a black woman that was like getting loved by a man and 
She seemed pretty happy with that, but okay. <laughs> like, no, I, I really don't have words. Like, it's so bizarre reading the stuff. I was like, what do you mean? I mean, all the stuff is super crazy town. Very crazy. But that being said, <laughs> um, I will say I what I did really like was um, Calm and Corey's relationship, even though it didn't originally do what I wanted it to do, I still like their like personal character art. And I'm getting to be sisters. And it was nice to see. I mean, I, I know people feel differently, but honestly, uh, not much we can do about losing her as a villain. But what they can do now <laughs> is hopefully still visit Tamron in the future and we can still get that story in a way just with a different Tamaranian as the bad guy. No, I can't hear you. We, I guess we're gonna have to break for technical difficulties. Okay, well, let's break, we'll come back. <laughs> We're back. Okay. We're back and we didn't really solve it, but it's fine because I can, it sounds better to me anyway. Good. See, that's what we got today. This is how that's going to be, apparently. It's all good. I mean, they're hearing me drink and swallow juice through my mic, probably. So. I mean, it's not like this is a super professional podcast. We just do this for fun, so who cares? Um, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> you guys are having yeah. fun. We're having fun. It's cool. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, I I mean, Common and Connor's relationship, like, I thought was very cute. Uh, he clearly loves her uh, super tons, big lots, much love. Like, I don't... People seem to just prefer to pretend that wasn't what was happening because I people didn't like the idea of him just being in love with her and her being in love with him. I still don't know. I honestly don't know. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you and I talk about this all the, like, forever now, and I yeah. keep trying to figure out what was going on, but I, I still don't know. It's like they just decided the Mars is not a black woman. I have no idea. It's very right. confusing to me. I don't get it. But anyway, apparently Titans has never shown a black woman in a romance where she's being doted upon and loved. And, and I guess that That's can never... true if you just act like you don't see it if it happens. <laughs> the Mars is not black. She is um I don't know. She's from She's like a white woman here to just conquer Corey and her life, uh, you know? She's, she's like, I like I have all of your braces. <laughs> she's just in New York and she has no race, I guess. I don't know. I give up. Um, it's so weird. Like and it's and it's also like kind of wild to me because when people have all these theories, they seem to not understand what the implications of these theories are. Because they talk about, like, you know, 
her like you know sleeping with him to like steal his powers and you know she's gonna like I don't know like uh, leave him the weak and powerless and like run off and destroy him and it's all a trick and it's like oh so she's uh, physically and sexually evaluating him then yes yeah why right? did they want that <laughs> is that so is that honest, what you guys want for Connor <laughs> to be honest a huge part of where, where I was like okay do do not want her to be bad anymore just don't want her anymore because as soon as she got with him I was like never freaking mind no I don't want that <laughs> at all because the last thing I want to see is a black woman become that on my tv I don't want no it. no that that is all terrible I don't want it I don't want to see that and this is like the third or fourth fandom that I've been in where a black woman got with a character and somehow for reason the fandom decided she was a rapist yeah um this seems to be like a recurring thing not just mm -hmm. saying this like one-time thing and I have to say, your anti-Blackness must be as deep as the oceans if your immediate assumption, if uh, a man, particularly white, but just a man in general, is like in love with a Black woman, it must be some kind of trick and she must be some kind of predator. It's like they didn't hear themselves. And it's like, so allegedly Black women, you never know on Twitter, right? could be catfishes who freaking knows are like yeah 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 she's tricking him she's sleeping with him and i'm like whoa 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 why do you want that right uh, why do you want small boy i want like love and happiness for him especially uh, considering that she is his first person ever do we want the entirety of the sexual experience to be raped by aliens because i don't that's not what as, I'm here for. aside from wanting connor you like to be a freaking victim of right. why do i want that as rep representation, representation. Right. of first cool black super villain super villain what a, what wait hold on villainess. i'm villainous thank you i was like there's definitely a female version of this right to be that that's not what i wanted from black fire right can she just be regular evil does she have no no no, no, no. yeah let's know let's not do that no, we, and plus, we left she, that out of the series, right? That's not a thing that's right. happened. And besides, <laughs> that's him. not a thing that's but clearly referenced. Look how we dealt with the one who did that to Hank. So, right, I don't we want don't really need to watch that happen to a black woman. That's not what I want to do with my free time. I don't want, especially that. one that's Corey's sister. Like, uh, so what you guys want is for all these folks to like uh, jump this woman and beat her to death, right? I don't know. Um, is that, is that, very, is that very, very strange reception to to calm. Like I don't. Know. Yeah, and it should have been really clear at some point. Like I kept finding myself wondering, at what point will it be clear to people this isn't what they're doing? Because it was what when it became clear to me that she wasn't here to be a villain was when she had that conversation with Corey, and she, you know, was like, "You didn't never ask me like why I told my parents." And, you know, uh, and, you know, Corey reacted or whatever, and then she told her. That was the moment when I was like, oh, we're doing something else. And another moment they gave me the impression we're doing something else when they had that conversation about like, oh, I have to be the bad one so you can be the good one or whatever. Like yeah. those two conversations is what said to me, oh, we're doing something else with these two characters' relationships. Because those scenes would be a weird waste of time if what we were doing was Corey was right about her all along. Why are we having all these conversations about like miscon misconceptions and all this kind of thing? I mean, 
part of what pissed me off in episode four, right, was that what made me really mad was that, you know, you had these two big fights. You had Starfire versus Blackfire. You had Red Hood versus Nightwing. And the Red Hood, Red Hood versus Nightwing was this big spectacle you know what I mean that right. they obviously spent all this time on and it was mm-hmm. you know Red Hood almost killed them and it right. was obviously it's not over right so that's the focus of the episode and then they right. have um Starfire and Blackfire fight for a little bit and they just kind of they kind of spar a little bit in the cell they tussle a little in a cell it's very like a straightforward kind of boring fight and yeah. then you know Corey just to start... and they're both clearly not serious like it's not a real fight but not even just that, it was like, for, for us who expected her to be a villain this season, right, it's right. Blackfire. So the fact that it was, you met Calm caught by this one scientist, which turned out not to be a ruse, and she's just in there, like, wasting away. I was like, yeah. they played her. I'm like, yeah. they're, 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 like, implying she can't handle herself as big, bad Blackfire more than Red Hood. And that that hurt me. It annoyed me. So yeah, no, valid response. It was very. Yeah. And then, like, I was like, oh well, apparently there was a bait and switch here because she clearly is not here to be big bad. Because uh, uh, clearly she was uh, <laughs> here back groceries and got snatched up, <laughs> like, because. And then I was waiting to see. I'm like, okay, let's wait and see if this is some infiltration. Right. A trick or something. Yeah. Right. And then we got to, I think, the same episode as you, episode seven, where they, um, whatever, the 51% conversations. And I was yeah. like, never mind. She's not a bad guy. It was like, no, no. It was, and, once it was clear to me she wasn't a bad guy, then I was like, okay, we got new Titan. Like, and, and you know. Actually, whatever. even before that, what really did it for me, this is what did it for me, the non-reaction from other people when she came to the house. I right. feel like if they, so wanted, if they wanted her like betrayal to matter, she'd have to um matter enough to the team. You know what I mean? Right. She'd so, have to actually bond with them. They would have to be like, we loved you. How could you? Like Right. So it's like, so the fact that Dick And she would also have to go to some effort house. to convince them and then oh turn around right, like, like he didn't he didn't find her the threat at all like he shrugged her off and I don't think they ever talked the entire season so I'm like I'm like the fact that the main character is not like hmm somehow involved with this person who's ultimately gonna try and kill them all in the finale that doesn't make sense he would have been involved with her somehow because let's be honest he's the main character of the show Right. So yeah, it was it was very quickly obvious to me that that was yeah. not what they were doing once she was actually here. I'm like, and... if she's about to be the big bad, he has to be involved with the story. And when he wasn't, yeah. I'm like, y'all gotta hang it up now. Let this dream go. It's not happening. He doesn't care. It's not the main story. <laughs> it's not happening. No. Well, <laughs> she can't betray him because he ain't have no opinion besides mild irritation. He did not have anything to do with that plot at all i'm like yo if the main character is not interacting with the villain it's not the villain i don't know what to tell i don't know how how to explain this to y'all but they just weren't getting it and i'm like okay now that she's sleeping with connor do y'all get it now and it just kept pushing they were even pushing once she's once we got to like episode 12 even like people are still like waiting on it i'm like it's not happening i mean even the scientists didn't have a heel turn, y'all. 
when the scientist was like, can we take a selfie? Were people sure now? No. <laughs> they wouldn't do it. Like, oh my God. And it was, and like this whole, <laughs> everyone's like fervent desire for this character to be some kind of deceptive uh, rapist is a buzzkill. But can we, uh, elephant in the room, point out the real reason why they want it so bad, why, at least why a lot of them want it so bad? For a come to be an evil rapist is because they really wanted Connor <laughs> to be having the having the sex with some dude. Uh, that's why. Yeah, Connor, uh, Clinton. Personally, yeah. I'm all for it, but it was just like, what? It, I wanted I'm to not know so for it that I would that I would like to ruin Black Mirror's character to make it happen. No, and on top of that, you wouldn't want the way Connor and Gar got together with Connor to be because he was a rape victim, and right? That, the other person was there for him. That's that's gross. And gross as well. No, it's it's totally gross because you're taking advantage of someone at an emotional and like so, at an emotionally fragile point in order to get your get your Mac on. Like, so like that's my, not really the time for you to express those kinds of desires when they've just been hurt in that kind of way. What I don't get is why they felt like that should be the way they should get what they should get the ship. I'm like, or alternative. Obviously now, because he's been with a woman, he's bisexual. Use the word. One. Two. Not a swear word. We don't even know the book two, two, they can just break up, like, in a really nice way. And then yeah. you can date him or Gara later. Yeah. Like, I mean, you are be... allowed to just stop dating people. Um, has anyone right? ever broken up with anyone? Because that's like, can we do that. Especially <laughs> since she's trying to leave the planet. Like, you guys... Why? Why the sexual violence? Like, why, why we gotta throw that in? Like, you don't have to sprinkle that in here. You could just like have them break up. You know, I promise it's fine. Not to, not to add that very strange kind of anti-black element to this. I don't know what's going and on. See, and that's what, that's what sketched me out so much because you know it's one it's thing if you're sketchy. just like, oh, I would really you know like the ship and I would like them to be together, and it's like, oh, well, he's. Uh, dating someone okay well by dating I mean he's been just you know he's been involved with someone for like a month like they could just break up and it wouldn't even be that big of a deal <laughs> like it you know. wasn't that deep it really wasn't that deep <laughs> they were together like five apps like why do you guys need the violence here <laughs> to break them up how about we cool with that right, <laughs> they're not married they haven't been together for years we don't really get anything that cataclysmic they can just decide to stop doing this you know relax a little bit it's fine <laughs> I but I mean, a lot of the commentary from this show, like, I swear, it sounds like these people must be raised by absolute fundamentalists. Because anytime characters like kiss or sleep together, people act like they have been lawfully wed under the eyes of God in the fandom. Uh, <laughs> you know what's strange about that? So we talked about this, right? How, like, we suspect they think they're watching our romance drama. And that's why they're mad all the tropes are missing. But the thing about that is if you have ever watched a romance drama, couples burn out so quick. Like they switch every five, every five episodes. And, so I'm like, and also nobody all... cares about it. No, like so what will happen on these shows is somebody will like declare that they will, they love you. They will spend the rest of their life with you, their sun, their moon, their stars, the poetry, kiss on the Ferris wheel, fireworks. And then they'll start dating your brother next week and nobody will care. That's what happens on those, uh, on those so shows. I, so I say that to say this. If it was a romance drama, 
why does this even matter to you? Because it's going to end, right? Right. No one's like, if you use well, all those soaps. Some people like soaps, to actually drive themselves insane watching soaps and shipping things really hard. You'll see these fandoms just losing it. Because everyone breaks up every eight episodes. That's just the normal rhythm of it. Like, you know what I hard. especially don't get? The people who, who do it for like daytime soaps. Because those shows would never <laughs> end, right? I think they've ended. A lot of them have ended now. But you know what I mean? After they like 20 like, years. Yeah. They've been like ongoing for like 25 years. And I'm just like, how do you even ship something on that? What's the point? It's going to end at some point, And then you're going to well, be... Well, see, the thing is, you ship it like a chill person. Because, like, my grandma used to watch, like, All My Children. And she was, you know, very, like, Erica Kane and, like, whoever that dude was. But, like, they get together and break up every couple of years, you know? So she'd be like, ooh, boy, they stopped at the party, lock eyes, but they'll get back together. And then, like, maybe a year later they do it. And it was like, woo! <laughs> it, was, it was never, like, they didn't, like, the people who, like, watched, like, daytime shows, at least before we invented shipping and fandoms, they would have th- things that they like, like, couples they like to get excited to get together. But they wouldn't be that mad if they weren't because they would know that, like, certain couples are going to come back together because that's just sort of how that whole format goes and that it doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we were, we talked about it a little, but, like, I feel like what I've seen a lot, at least with, um, I'll say I've seen a lot of teen dramas and the way that always happens whoever gets together and like stays together in the first one and a half season, they're never the one that ends up together really. So it's like, so it's like, if you have a ship that's teased in the first season, like they get together and then break up real quick. That's probably your end game. (laughs) That's probably the end. Um, It's the one who's, who's, it's that first real ship that's not going to happen. It's not lasting. Never. So if this was a teen drama like they wanted, then it would be guaranteed that that was there's not not gonna be uh in game if that happens in that kind of way like people really wish that dk had done like um, like if this was that kind of show you wouldn't have wanted them together in the first season no um, it's the last one because that would have been a clear right? death now mm-hmm. the last ones to get together are the ones who end the show together that's how yeah. every single teen drama i've ever seen mm-hmm. in my life how yeah how it works <laughs> Oh, yeah. And I mean, and it makes sense because like the whole point of that kind of genre, kind of genre is the first time you have a real relationship, you don't know how to have a relationship. You don't know who you are. You don't know what you want. So that's why y'all don't wind up married forever. Right. That's like the point. Like your first relationship is what like teaches you how to love, so to speak. Right. And then another part of it is because it's not just a romance show it's also a drama so the writers pull out all their most dramatic terrible things and they push that all on those first couples which uh-huh. makes them end up being a nightmare and so yeah. then whoever they get with after that is smooth sailings to endgame yeah so, <laughs> the first because they've already been out. through all the like oh my god you killed my sister mm-hmm. like you yeah. you know moved to another country you like threw a hamster at me like we've already sort of been through that (laughs) couple number one like so you know it would be repetitive for with couple number two to like do all that and even the whole like oh you know you turned evil got on drugs tried to throw me out of a window like all 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 of that you get with couple number one i'm telling you like 
<laughs> so yeah, I there's some very weird kind of genre confusion from some of these some of these fans because they don't seem to understand the conventions of this genre, which is the, the action genre, or the conventions of soap operas either. But another part of it, because I'm not even trying to be condescending or anything, a lot of these writers are men, and I think none of them are romance writers. I don't Absolutely. think it's a romance show. So no. whatever ships you get is just because them, right? Yeah. So you're not. It's a bunch like think of going to a bar. Do you trust six guys from that bar to write you a nice romance novel? That's what people are expecting. They're here for some stunts. Oh wow! Ooh, like they they dead ass walked into the wrong building. Yeah, and they're not they're understanding the that. So they're gonna just keep being pissed every season, and then yeah. that's it. And I've decided that's that's everyone else. It's just problem. not that kind of party. Like I'm not gonna be mad about it because I I'm looking at this show. You look at the show's description. Romance is not in the description, so it's not. I don't. I don't um, know. <laughs> I really don't know what to tell the rest of the fandom anymore. I'm gonna let it be. And I mean, you're not trying to be condescending, but I am. And in trying to be condescending, I've actively laughed at people when I've been scrolling in my timeline and people are like, oh my God, I wonder if they're gonna wear like this gown and wonder when they're gonna go to like, get on the Ferris wheel. I wonder if it's gonna be the kiss the fireworks. wonder if they're getting married in the Eiffel Tower. I laugh at these people because now I'm being condescending on purpose. I laugh at them, it's hilarious. Hey, why not? Like, (laughs) hey, you know, I'm I'm the bad guy channeling right now anyway so it's chopping up but like I'm just, just I'm like, on the villain cape okay I find that hilarious can, it's so not happening over here while, while we're at it can I be honest though can I be super bad yes. when when they didn't get and I say this as someone who ships them but because I shift them in a realistic way because I know I'm not watching a romantic show Right. When they didn't get the scenes they were expecting in the finale of the like gazing at Corey as she walked with the sunset behind her and they were all furious. Oh, did I laugh? Oh, it amused me. It really did. <laughs> well, people were people were not just <laughs> expecting him to gaze, they were expecting him to say, I love you, baby mama. Let me tell you, in a vision, in my moments, when I was bad, I saw our baby, let's be together, kissing the rain. Like they were maybe, just, maybe it'll help them if they just review the genre of the show, recognize romance isn't listed, and then readjust their expectations. That might help. I mean, I said I wasn't going to be a jerk, but oh well. I mean, like, I'm a bad um, influence and like how can you are, not is that what we're here for and I like, mean and you know when I think it was like super cute and are they very pretty and does, do I not know that Anna looks great in gowns and and Britain looks great in suits and I would I'm not saying I wouldn't be here for it or that I'd be mad if it happened I'm just saying I watch Roswell on purpose not only do I kind of suspect one the men are literally not capable of writing the kind of romance they want. Like, deadass, I think it's just, it's not their range. No. I also think two. Well, we know because we saw Hank and Dove, and remember they tried, right? We had them by the fire and like, with the horses. They tried, y'all. And then they couldn't help themselves by making like, I don't think they even realized how they wrote Dawn to be a sketchbook. 
because they're a bunch of men, right? They don't get it. (laughs) They don't get how she came across. They don't get how creepy Garth seemed with Donna. They don't. So bad. So bad. Like dudes. Oh my god! And that I'm was gonna disgusting. accept this at some point. That that's what the problem is. <laughs> and I mean, in some ways, it's kind of fun because, like, you know, oh. I am a fan of the romance novel genre. And if and if you catch me in the right phase of my life, I can be a pretty big soap fan. So, like, I do like these things, but I do find the contrast of this being very not that to be kind of fun in its own way because, like, this show is so like oh man, what are we going to do for a romantic night? Let's have like, carry out a cheap motel and get some tequila. That's romance. <laughs> like, I'm so here for it. That's hilarious I mean, to me. And then even with Calm and Connor, you know why that works so well? Because it was quick. Yeah. Super quick. Yeah. And, and they have Prathy on the staff now. And I can promise you she had a lot to do with that. Just like she was the one who wrote all those romantic dick-back scenes in episode six. Yeah. Promised that was Patty, and she's the one who was responsible yeah. for Dick and Corey's really good scenes in episode six, too. She can write romance. I, I, bet, yeah. I bet five bucks it was her who, was, who did this. Yeah. But then you see immediately when she wasn't involved with dick-babs anymore, it went right back to being very weird and cold. And awkward and hilarious and bad. <laughs> so funny. Like it was so bad. So, so bad all the time. So in conclusion. And then also that clunky <laughs> metaphor with the ceiling. <laughs> that was so clunky. Like, okay. I mean, I caught it, you know, dick and that yeah. structural damage. <laughs> I get it, but I think I don't even know how I caught it really. I just know, you know what it was? I found the conversation they had about her structural, the structural damage so weird that I like rewatched it a couple of times. I'm like, yeah, oh, this is a metaphor because otherwise, why is this in the episode? And right, because we thought up. maybe it was like something about the poison water or something. Yeah, you know, like, have to drink it. So apparently that wasn't it. Right. So she didn't get infected by the water. It was a metaphor for their relationship. <laughs> yeah. So okay. that's what it means for this show to be poetic about romance. That by is, the way. That, that is that's a, a metaphor, poetic tactic. That, that is, is a, that is the man's best shot at being writing romance. There you go. I'm telling oh, y'all, you're in the wrong building. And I mean, I kind of like, I kind of love the kind of, in some ways, the kind of sort mm-hmm. of, uh, uh clunky and like Loki and mannish romance on the show is in some ways more real than how it is and more like romance focused things because since this is written by dudes who are being dudes having them be dudes they do act in ways that you can realistically imagine people acting when I I mean when I really thought about it and I guess when I really realized this I need me myself because I have sucked into it too. You know what I mean? It's very easy yeah. to want to. I like. I really like Decorey, and you want them to be together. Yeah. You want them together so so bad, and it was just like really frustrating. And then I'm just like I'm looking at the other ships, and this is the mm-hmm. thing with other shows, right? You like 
TVD, I wanted Bayman to be together. And, you know, first five seasons, they were getting nothing. And you're looking at these other ships get stuff. And you're like, oh, why not mine? But there wasn't right. that thing here, right? right? And when I realized that, I was like, wait, no one's getting this stuff. That's when I was like, I need to curve my enthusiasm because no one's <laughs> getting your expectation. No one's getting this stuff. Like if you just look at the other pairs, I'm like, all of it is bad, right? Yeah. There's not. Oh, yeah. There's not another one that I wish I had their scenes instead. Yeah, and it kind of makes the Hank Dom thing even funnier because. And their so, scenes, like in the in one and two, they're like romantical scenes. They're like all this beautiful golden hour, golden lighting, and they both look so beautiful. And they're hanging out in these like lovely little cabins and things. And then they talk. And then they start fighting about a drug addiction and <laughs> or about how Hank can't get it up. They like to fight about that. Yeah, or how she secretly wants to go, you know, be with Tick, and it's like, oof, oof, <laughs> never mind. Remember that scene Never mind the actively, <laughs> Remember when they were actively having a love scene and then we cut to Dawn's mind and she's imagining Dick? Bro. <laughs> I like okay. Um do, do you not want to be loved how, how Dawn loved Hank? Is that how you want to be loved? I think it was definitely after season two, and I got so annoyed that Dick and Corey didn't interact in the finale and then I was like oh going through the pot of the finale I'm like clearly they did this by order of um what mattered and what they felt mattered in the season two finale was making sure Dick went on this apology tour and they wrapped up all these loose ends the end and because Dick and Corey had no problems that they didn't need to right. talk really so it didn't fit into the plot and I was like that's so irritating Ugh. but then I was like you have time that. to think about it and I'm like the problem is I'm not watching a romantic show and <laughs> once I once I have just accepted that then I was like all right whatever Oh, and speaking of poetic romantic moments, remember like, that recitation of a West Side Story with J Rose? Did you yeah. guys want you guys How want more of that? Wait, didn't she, when did he, when he pushed her and then she punched him in the face? Oh, if only we could have what they have. Right, and also that scene with West Side Story was so awkward. I felt like I just I wanted to die i think we might have even mostly avoided talking about it because that required thinking about it and we I didn't mean, want to do that i'm scared that was so awkward i i couldn't watch it and still won't maybe the problem maybe they were trying to tell us how that movie and tragically was exactly the same tragic way j rose would end and it was a hint i mean it's just like structural damage you know they like right? the metaphorical around me right maybe and they thought they would be more clever than to have it be Romeo and Juliet, because that's obvious, right? <laughs> God. Okay, so we definitely went from talking to some characters, and then we skipped to talking about, like, um, how it's not a romance drama for a while, which is cool. Um, we have a few more other characters to yeah, cover. Yeah. I don't know who you want to do next. I kind of put um, Babs, Bruce, and Tim all in one category, because... <laughs> They feel like one entity to me. <laughs> oh, God. And, okay, actually, I'm going to talk about Babs because I like Babs. I'm going to say, I like Babs. Sometimes the writing of having her be the least competent person who's ever been a cop 
was really frustrating. Um, and even just thinking about the notion or theory of having to watch them <laughs> with each other was like, no, God, please don't. Um, but like, since we literally kept that to two episodes, if that, like, arguably two episodes, I don't really mind it that much. Um, they kissed once. You know, yeah, they, they kissed, they kissed one time. And no people, you wouldn't be able to tell from the Phantom's reaction. Oh, one like time. I said. You would think Corey exploded and they danced around the fire. If you, you would think they dated this whole season. Like, you would think he came back to town. He was like, oh, my God, my love, I miss you. The only woman I've ever loved. And they spent all season hopping on the good foot and doing the bad thing. You would Except think how they, they didn't even have sex. You would think they drained Corey's blood and, like, drank it or some shit with, with how furious people are about this. And I'm like, you would think that he told her that he loved her. You would think he told her he liked her. You would think he told her he wanted to be with her. Oh, wait, none of oh. those ever happened in past, present, or future. So let's take a moment here, right? Real quick, <laughs> and imagine that this really is the ultimate shit that the writers care the most about ever. And it was <laughs> written like this. Is this what you want for your shift you love? I mean, this was their best for the shit that they favor above everything. Sounds like a lie to me. I don't, I don't buy it. Okay, I mean, if it's the truth, then uh, my God, adjustment of expectations should ensue. We, we should really adjust our expectations for the for the next few seasons <laughs> if this is their idea of the ultimate romance. Because oh my God! And speaking of it. adjust your expectations, that moment when um, you know uh, he uh, when Dick asked her like, "Oh, how was the gala?" Assuming that she found his body and then went on ahead to the thing anyway. Uh, and she was like, oh, it was great. You know, I danced all night. Um, and he didn't even flinch, even though she's in a whole chair, which first funny thing. Second funny thing, when the nurse busted her out, was like, um, actually, she got here 10 minutes after you and been here all night. You could see on both of their faces them adjusting their expectations in that moment, right? Yeah. Um, if this was a romantic show, he would have been like, you did that for me? And then the music would have came in, you know what I mean? The soft music yeah, yeah. from some indie band. Yeah. Right? And <laughs> right. We get the kill rush, you know? Right, we get some, get some Sarah Perales in here. <laughs> Coldplay. Instead, you see a cringe come over his whole face and body, like, oh, oh he's no. Just, just like, okay, um, <laughs> I should call home. <laughs> his whole, like, demeanor was like, this is so awkward to know. I have made mistakes. It's astounding. <laughs> I have led you on. <laughs> his face was definitely telling, it was telling us that he realizes in this moment that he has clearly led her on and astray, and he needs to recalibrate and bring his ass home. I think that's one of the moments where I realized this fandom is crazy because, <laughs> because I watched that scene and I was like, this is a breakup scene, right? Yeah. And I went on Twitter and everyone was just angry and I'm like, yo, how do y'all like, well, because they just read them being together as being, um, them breathing each other's air as this um, they're romantic <laughs> and in love. Yeah. Like they don't, it's like they don't even in interpret what they're viewing and hearing or anything. Right. Um, <laughs> or like that date where <laughs> that, 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 that quote unquote date where Dick was like shooting absence and they were just talking about plans and she was in her business suit. 
like that 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 were very romantic moment where there were police guards yeah police escorts like okay guys um but seriously is that hospital scene that like really opened my eyes to one um the ship is doomed yeah two if this didn't convince everyone this is over and not going anywhere I don't know what to say anymore. Everyone's insane. And I right. went on Twitter and people were still like, uh, forcing dick pads down our throat. I'm like, they just broke up in the hospital. I don't know what you guys right. are talking about. Like, like Nick looked uncomfortable about her having stayed there with him. He, uh, she said, wait for me. He said, okay. He immediately left, like practically fell out of the Uber, like, cause he didn't even wait to recover. Cause he didn't want to be there when she got back. Like, and then even like people when they with their breakup and for now they're like oh why did he ask her to come I'm like do we think he really wanted her to come and did he look at all heartbroken when she said no he was like oh whatever I'm never alone when you're around Donna like yeah. oh, guys please please guys like oh my god and then also do you think she was gonna come because remember the last time she was around all the time she left after like five minutes she like when they had that party care. she immediately left. I've never seen like okay that's a lie I was about to say I've never seen someone be less into someone but I I remember him and Dawn and how like season two he wouldn't even look her in the eye like he not at all he wasn't trying to look at her talk to her nothing (laughs) well because in season one when he was trying to be friendly she would be trying it and he almost got beat up by Hank when she's like oh oh let me touch your hand so now, then he was like, oh, whoa, <laughs> you've caused yeah. enough trouble with me and my homie, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, he like never talked to her again after she threatened to um, burn down like, the, tower. the tower. That was like the last time they, they <laughs> talked one-on-one in that whole season. And yet still people were like, oh, season two was dicked on. I'm like, yo, the last thing they said to each other was her threatening to burn down his house. What are you watching? But I give up. I do give up. Well, I could. They have like no ability to interpret because, like, Dick literally was like, Oh, so okay, small talk, small talk. Anyway, I gotta call my wife. I gotta get out of here. I gotta get home. Like, (laughs) people are actively crazy. That is the problem. And I mean, it's one of these things that's so bizarre because it's like a parallel universe. This show as described by like fans that ship things versus this show as described by anybody who like maybe watches the show for plot or something or any other thing that happened ever um because these people their entire account of like a whole episode like all the talk about would be ship stuff and because half time these folks don't even talk to each other it'll just be intense over analysis of uh, all, all the nothing that happened when they were just like high and high. Um, oh, one second. Let me see something. Let's <laughs> get it. We're back. <laughs> what were we even talking about? Who knows? <laughs> you know what? We should start doing these drunk. Why not? Um, I feel like I'm drunk. <laughs> Um, you would not believe I was just drinking juice um Thomas <laughs> winks at the audience um but yeah I mean this season 
this season's fandom has been so entertaining. <laughs> um, they've been hilarious. They've been so out there. The show that they're talking about sounds like a riveting romantic drama. Uh, it, it sounds crazy. Um, I'd like to see. I mean, oh they'd have God. to change. They'd have to change. It sounds kind of sad, too. <laughs> Very like, sad. Like it's written by the KKK as well. So I mean, <laughs> strange romantic KKK drama that stars superheroes. That's what it sounds like to me. So there's that. I mean, they, they, you know I'm not even gonna say what I almost just said. <laughs> Let's lock that up in a box. And, um, <laughs> oh, I think we were talking about the bats, and then we talked about the tragedy of Dick Babs. Um, oh my God. <laughs> I don't know why I'm having such a hard time with everything today. My other headphones just died. Maybe these are like now. You know what? It's funny, actually, with your headphone drama. I'm so mad. My mom left me a set of headphones to use with my laptop. And I think I somehow shorted the wire so those don't work. And that's why I'm using these giant Beats headphones, <laughs> which actually hurt my ears because they feel kind of tight, Oh, which is why I have one off of my ear <laughs> because if I have them both on, my ears hurt. So I'll be lucky this is a podcast and they can't see <laughs> This is a struggle cast, a struggle podcast. <laughs> sometimes life is easy and then there's other times we're, we're on the struggle bus I mean we usually have at least your grandma comes in your room to talk to you at least once my sister pops in like oh you're on the phone even though I told her I was on the phone already before I started my dog it's is today, it's like just us. barking in the background <laughs> I mean, we're, just, we're self-generating all the fail today so. yeah, I mean going out with a Big bang, bigger than scarecrows. <laughs> well, scarecrow didn't give us much of a bang at all, y'all. Oh, oh my Definitely god! Definitely a bigger bang, Jason. <laughs> he didn't bang nothing. He ain't even bang Molly. Why was she here? <laughs> Yo, why was Molly here? She was um, she's exactly what you feared she'd be, right? Yeah. Say that she would be um, what do they call it? Useless her? and white. No, that that felt that on. Jesus Christ, <laughs> not that one. <laughs> um, you were being something different. <laughs> that was my useless and white. Um, what is it called? Something's gun. Um, Chekhov's gun. Chekhov's gun. <laughs> I mean, she pulled out a she pulled out a gun. She ain't shoot nobody. I mean, oh I was waiting for her to pop a cap. All this chat of non-eclipse, and then this bitch ain't shot shit. <laughs> you know, if it was a big dramatic show, actually, like a romance drama, she might have been the one to kill him or something. Right. <laughs> I was so disappointed. Like, I mean, my poor mind convinced something must happen on this show and there must be some purpose to us having to hang out with people it's like no uh jason needed more something um she accomplished just as much as as naked faked on oh <laughs> um 
I cannot. Yeah, it's Lady Vic, right? <laughs> why did Lady Vic exist? And why did you hire an assassin off. to steal something and then take a picture of someone? Do they yeah. not know what assassins are supposed to do? Why would the assassin what is the job need, to steal, need to steal a thing during a surgery? Huh? Okay. Like, why didn't you, first of all, just like have like a thief do it or something? Or second of all, why didn't she just steal it when they weren't using it? So we I don't have know. to just kill these doctors just doing surgery for no reason. And they even went to emphasize that like she did it in a way that it would like be painful and like not instant. Oh, that's like a lot of beef. I'm not saying I didn't think that 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 would still handle it, but I expected the person to like try to do something nefarious. You know what I mean? I expected because she was an assassin that she would fight dirty, and then Babs right. because Babs is you know Babs is badass, um, right. who doesn't need help because she's super capable as always. Right, would have still handled her ass. Right, and, like I expected her to I do think, some like dirty, dastardly crap and still like get handled. I didn't expect her to like not really try and then get handled. I think that the way they did it um, kind of defeated what they were trying to do because it was a, it was a good moment in that way, but yeah. it just I didn't think, seem like. I think because the choreography didn't make it seem like Vic was trying hard enough. The fact choreography didn't make it seem like she was really trying. So it was like, oh, she want to fight against someone not trying to fight her. Yeah, it didn't make any sense, but it's fine. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I've and you know, and like when Babs is escaping the police, the the police station. On the other hand okay, uh, it looks like we're not always going to completely fail her and fight choreography because I was impressed then. Yeah, I mean, it's, it made sense because she wasn't close enough to them to grab her, you know what I mean? Or pull right. at her or mess with her chair, try to kick right. her chair or anything like that. Um, and to clarify, obviously I don't want to see that, but I just felt like it But was I just expect them to do it because they're villains. Yeah, I expected it from Lady Vic because she's a terrible person. Right. I expected her to be a terrible person. Right. And especially since we established that, like, you know, she goes, like, above and beyond with the cruelty and, like, the pain and all this kind of stuff. So, like, since we've established these elements of her character, that's why I was, like, expecting that. Of of course, like, you know. I thought the scene might end with her... Cause she kept getting close to the chair and I was like, oh crap, she's gonna pull her out of the chair. Right, so I that's what expo- I thought too. I kept exploring her to pull Babs out of the chair and um how it would end would be Babs would end up shooting her. Yeah. Like she'd have to yeah. um, grab the gun that fell and shoot her dead. That's what I yeah. thought. But she kind of like kicked her ass and then she just vanished into the right, she just left. Like like, okay, <laughs> Pathetic. Right. Um, And then it was like, okay, did she use the camera flash to distract her? And it was like, oh no, she needed a picture of her eye. And then it was like, oh no, this actual famous person there's pictures of everywhere. We needed her to come do this to get a picture of her eyes. I'm gonna fight you. And Oracle never came back online, right? That didn't happen. No. Um, she was still working working on that at the end of the episode. 
she like at the end of the season she like you know like it's a work on work in progress i'm sure oracle forgive me we're working it out like mm. i think she just like asked oracle how do we get you back and or something oracle like that like um four four not found <laughs> right so i you know i presume that some point in undefined future should work out but yeah that was very um and then also i and see these shows i do all i can not to think about details but when stuff like that happens, why do you think Oracle could fix Oracle if you turned off Oracle? What did you expect to happen when you asked Oracle after you after you destroyed Oracle? Ma'am. I was surprised like the scanner worked even. Right. right? Cause she, it, she put her thumbprint and her eyes. I'm like, why does that still work? Right, like, is there, <laughs> did you only halfway shut Oracle? No. I don't, did you did, did you BS again about actually getting rid of Oracle? Because I mean, I believe it makes sense if you did. But why don't we just say that that's what happened? Because hmm. uh, remember, she said before she got rid of Oracle. Like, so I mean, it was all. It was like I don't want to care about this. So could you make it not so sloppy? You know what I really don't get? What? All these cops and Crane. Well, I mean, Crane people think is crazy. So if Crane goes. For the insane asylum, tells people Batman is Bruce Wayne, they'll be like, okay, crazy person. But all right. those cops who went to jail, jail to Blackgate, and I was like, hey, um, Catwoman or whoever the non crazy Batman villains are, Penguin, whatever. Right. Batman is Bruce Wayne. That's not. Well, happening. we know Selena Cowell knows that. But yeah, obviously she knows. But you know what? I don't care. But, yeah, I, don't but like, Penguin, I don't want Penguin any more Batman on the show anyway, so whatever. Right, like, well, I mean, and you know, a reviewer sort of pointed out. So now, like, every cop and cop knows that Batman is is Bruce Wayne, right? Yeah, oh, 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 no, all of them know where the Batcave. They were in there. They, they have to know. So. Well, we physically saw them in the Batcave. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Crane. You know, we saw him like you know ordering cops that were hanging out with him in the Batcave off to go get right. Jason. So they mm-hmm. they've been in the Batcave. Yeah, in Bruce Wayne's house. They all know. Yeah. So that's fascinating, but not our problem. Thanks, Mark. Yeah. I'm so glad we don't have to care about that. I'm not even joking. (laughs) Like, I'm so glad we don't. I'm so glad we don't. We're not watching a show where the implications of that have to matter to us, like, at all. Because that's so dumb and so annoying that I would be really annoyed if I had to care. Sometimes the show deciding to just have plot holes that doesn't fix works out because I don't care about some of them and I don't want to see them fixed. Although it would be kind of funny if they were just pull Amanda Waller and just shoot them all dead. Boom, secret gone. Do <laughs> 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 well, we okay. want to talk about Bruce and Tim? I guess we can quickly. Tim wasn't uh, here sure. long enough. Right. He was fine though. Yeah, I, so. I mean, I'm okay with the amount of Tim. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, me too. I didn't need to do more. Yeah. So yeah, actually, I'm okay. I, I liked him. I like the yeah. amount of Tim. It's ridiculous that his parents apparently consented <laughs> to this, but I think yeah. we can reasonably uh, presume his parents consented because the last time we saw them, we saw them agreeing to. They, th- they, consent, they consented to leave it in a war zone, Gotham, because he really, right. really wanted to be Gotham. How is this like? This is the most unrealistic thing the show has actually ever done to have an Asian mom and a black dad say, oh, yes, yeah, son, you do that. Yeah. Well, you really want to, so go die. 
because you do want to, you know. No so way in the world. What the that was sin? so funny to me because, you know, I've been <laughs> expecting that, you know, if we weren't going to kill him off, we were just going to like hand wave it and plot hole it. So I knew some nonsense like that was coming as soon as we decided that, you know, we were going to have them live through this. But that didn't make it less funny watching it actually happen. <laughs> It was even ridiculous for Donna to agree with this. Because remember, Donna was like, no. So yeah, uh, it doesn't make sense for any of those three adults to agree with this at all. But okay. It doesn't make sense to the plot either. I mean, if no. did Robin ruin Dick and Jason or did it not? Because right. if it did, Tim shouldn't be Robin. And if it didn't, yeah. then Jason... Did, did somebody need to shoot Jason? What are we waiting less for? Less of a motive? Okay. Um, I mean, this whole season's done this really weird thing with Jason, where I can't yeah. tell if we're supposed to find his actions redeemable or not, if we're supposed to find to be Bruce's fault, or Crane's fault, or Jugs's fault, or Trauma's fault, or Slade's fault. Like, I can't tell how I'm supposed to feel about him. I don't even know. Because are we supposed to feel like he's a bad person, or he's a good person, and like, things happen beyond his control to have him act outside of himself? I feel like this, this, this season didn't give a very clear case for either of those possibilities. Um, and I kind of feel like the answer to that question is really thematically important, especially given he's like the focal point of this season. It really kind of matters. Is Jason or is Jason not Red Hood, right? Right. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Let's move along because I don't want to. I can't do it. Um, Oh God! I'm There's not much to say about Gar. He didn't really do anything. Um, he turned into a bat. Um, in a very deeply hilarious bit of CG. Oh my God, the face! <laughs> <laughs> For yeah. a second, he looked just like Man Bat. I almost fell out of my chair. <laughs> Hopefully, next season, Gar. I don't know how the plot does about himself. But as for now, I don't have anything to say because he just really didn't do anything. I mean, I'm glad that we stopped having his non-plot be simping for Jason. I'm glad that ended. Yeah. Even though they made his almost plot about Jason still. <laughs> Just whatever, <laughs> though. That's fine. Let's talk about Dick and Corey. Because... Oh, God. That's the last. Uh, yeah. They're, besides being the cutest thing ever um, and being very amusing in all their interactions this season they're also like super having a super cute baby y'all yeah and that should i feel like people are like oh that's they just threw that in there to shut you guys up and i'm like what it's not a romantic show and they're just like here's how this shit's gonna end so y'all shut up and now we're gonna continue on with what we were doing anyway yeah. And hopefully with less of y'all throwing panic attacks in our mentions. Good luck. Yeah. That's um, never um, gonna stop. They could get married and it won't stop. It'll never end. And literally not escape. I don't understand the amount of like absolute drama, the amount of total drama island about this. Cause like it's just very clear to me where this is going ultimately and where this is gonna kind of wind up and in the meantime in between time it's not like these characters are really getting involved with anyone else 
like like I was talking before about these fundamentalist virgin fans, they kissed a, they each kissed one other person one time in the last two seasons. That's what that's that's what happened. Angelique, what about <laughs> the irrelevant flashbacks? And oh yeah, and I guess uh, Dick was also uh, having an affair with Barbara in his mind. He was lusting in his heart. Cause... He married Dawn too in his mind. Come on, I know he even had a whole baby with her, a whole creepy little baby. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! It's like <laughs> they have all those I... scenes that they can use in gift sets, Angelique. Clearly, the most important thing with love is uh, that you love each other aesthetically in a way that could be condensed into gift sets. I mean, maybe if they marketed the show differently, then I would feel, I don't know. Like if they marketed the show as like a superhero romance between like Starfire and Nightwing. And And then then they they did all this. Then I'd be like, right. But they never did. They actually didn't use them at all. No, the show season one, which was the season that had them romantically together the most. Yeah, so that's something to think about. (laughs) Maybe, and I mean, you know, (laughs) can I say I feel lied to if I look at the trailers and none of them are like, watch this show for Nightwing and Starfire? None of it did that. So, no, did I get dated? Well, these same people who were complaining about all the promotional material being not about them and their relationship were then watching the show complaining about the show not being about them and their relationship. I mean, can you pick, can you not be mad at both of these things, but pick one? Because if if you see the promotional material and it's not centering around them and their relationship, then that's like a good cue that if that's all you're here for to like not watch it. Um, that's the point of promo, tell you what to expect. And if you know what to expect, then can you not temper your, temp, you know, have your expectations align with what you should expect? Because, um, you yeah. know, I was expecting a lot of, a lot of uh, Jason Lee, Gothamy uh, crap, and look what I got for Christmas. I mean, the trailer did tell us how the season was going to be, honestly. It was like 70 or 60 something percent. Redhead yeah. crap, wasn't it? Yeah. There was, it was no a scenes whole lot of Dick and Corey together. There was a few of there was actually quite a few of Dick and Babsy in it. I mean, that should have yeah. been our clue. Tim wasn't really in it. Hello. No um, Don and Rachel, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> they kind of told us. I mean they really so, did. And and they then did like, at fandom come... too. Mm-hmm. A whole year ago. At fandom, they told us pretty much this season's about to be all red good and people yeah. still went into it for some reason like and i remember being mad tired. about that so i only got mad about it one time not twice yeah i got mad once i was just like yo she would like this sucks what the hell yeah but i mean <laughs> we knew what it was i mean they told right. us that, that was what it was so. gonna be um and we knew that this was that the primary function of this season was going to be a very elaborate uh, pilot uh, with hopes of getting a green light for a Red Hood show. And that's, that's and what I, we got. 
And I say all this to say that well, however they market the show in season four is probably what the season's going to actually look like. And it's yeah. a safe bet that Dick and Corey will be getting together in these final seasons of the show because yeah. they just showed us Maury and there's no point in backtracking again. Right. Dramatically. And this show doesn't waste yeah. ep- this show doesn't waste scenes. Like very rarely will you see two scenes that accomplish the same thing or do the same thing, even if you could have gotten more information from the second scene. Like they will be like, yo, if we already had a scene like this, then you gonna have to figure it out. Um, and we've seen that kind of thing sort of several times over the course of uh of a show. And showing Mari wouldn't have been necessary if the whole thing was, oh, you know, Dick's gonna die and get closure and come back differently. They could have did that without showing Mari at all. Obviously, right. the reason they did is they're like, okay, this is the next chapter in the story. Is right, now, to foreshadow. Is now the Corey chapter. Okay, yeah. so he went through his exes, now he's here. Corey went through her thing of thinking, just to could help her realizing probably wasn't best if he felt weird about her being an alien and then move past it. Yeah. And now we're here. And I feel like I'm talking to kids as I'm <laughs> saying this, but it's just like yeah. I mean it's all fairly straightforward. It's not a romantic show. Like, I don't know. I don't watch Doom Patrol for the romance and I don't get it there either. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I think that maybe right? because of fandom bossiness trends, these people might think that they might be able to bully them into making it that if they wanted. Maybe it's because CW, right? Like the CW DC shows also happen to be soap operas. Yeah, they also happen to be soap operas aimed at teens who watch teen dramas. So there are still teen dramas with superheroes. They're aimed at them. So I think that's the problem is that And they're struggling to process that this is on a whole other channel with a whole other demographic. This is not for this isn't aimed at teenagers that want to watch right. you know, underwear models have romance with each other. So the shows they actually should be comparing it to are the Marvel Netflix shows, which mm-hmm. romances were right, Jessica Jones, tragic and did not yeah. end nicely. Right. And weren't a super focus of those shows right that's the correct comparison right so should be comparing this to daredevil but they're comparing this to the flash for some godforsaken reason right so because they seem to think superhero is a genre (laughs) they do they think comic books is a genre (laughs) it's not it's a trope that can take place in a variety of genres. Like it's a it's a type of book that has several genres in it. Yeah. 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 Um, freaking Swamp Thing was a horror show, basically. Yeah. Super Troll is like a weird drama comedy thing. Mm-hmm. Titans is an action show. These are all comics. Right. Sandman that's about to come out is another supernatural weird thing. Like, yeah. Guys. But they anyway. seem to not understand that you can put superheroes in any genre because all that a superhero is it's a, is a person with powers. It's a, it's it's basically fantasy. Sometimes they drop it, dress it up in a sci-fi kind of way. Sometimes they dress it up in a more fantasy kind of way. But it's not like 
like you can have people with superpowers fall in love you can have them beat each other up you can have them kill each other you can have them serial kill each other you can have them plan weddings together you could have them do anything they're just people with powers pretty much <laughs> and the idea that something is going to be the same genre because they have people with some sort of you know extra human abilities I don't even know why you would assume that. Frankly, even looking at like um, superhero movies, right? MCU isn't very romance focused. Like you'd you'd think so because that's what the fandoms focus on. But if you actually watch those movies, they don't. And plus, a lot of the fandoms is focused on romances that don't even happen. Like to, to whatever extent they have the minimum romances that they have, most of the fandom is focused on ones that that aren't even that. Yeah, that aren't even that. Like, it's all entirely fictional. Um, it's all it's just a playground for fandom imagination, which is cool. But that doesn't mean it's what the movie's about because you have to make it all up, y'all. Right. Like, <laughs> like you know, the you know, if you were to go, if you just go fall into one of these fandoms and try to guess what the movies were were about based on what you saw in the fandom, your answer would be, oh, this is about guys that make out with each other when they're not saving the world, mm-hmm. right? You think Sam and Bucky were married? Um, you think Bucky had a, a actual personalities in those movies? He didn't get one until he got the show. Like, shit, you not. Um, you didn't have no president. Look, no character development for Bucky in those movies. All twenty-seven of them. Oh. <laughs> I mean, Big Steven Tony's relationship was super developed. It wasn't. Like, there's a lot of things that just is from the imagination yeah even and it's a very like elaborate extensive collection of imaginings like it's it's fascinating and y'all are very creative and i'm glad that you guys have kind of found a fun place to sort of stomp around it and create your stuff but that isn't actually literally what the the films are about so it certainly isn't what you should expect but you wouldn't know that from how they pitch fits about it like how they attack the actors, like yeah. for being straight dudes playing straight characters. Yeah. Which is apparently homophobic now. It's not even up to them. Like they can only do <laughs> like I don't know how to explain that, but they, they seem to only, not know what the job of an actor is. Like you know somebody else creates what they're gonna them. say and they get up there and they memorize the words and they say them, right? That's their job. And the thing is if they if the actors come and they say oh yeah, you're not reading into this too much. Sam and Bucky are in love and then it never comes. Then they're baiting you. Then they right. lie to you. So why do you want them to lie? If they if they know they filmed the movie and nothing happened and they say, guys, I'm sorry, but nothing happens between them. Why are you mad? They told you, they're warning you not to have Right, not to come into it for that. Don't go and pay your money and buy a ticket with the expectation of seeing this kind of yeah, like, a story. I think that's better is, to be honest but I, I mean it's not. objectively better because like queer baiting is a real thing and exactly. it is when they intentionally in order to sell something create the false impression that there's going to be some sort of you know um homoerotic content that does not actually exist um, oh I think these two guys were caught together so I imagine they should be together and now I'm pissed they aren't that's not what it is but 
Okay, guys. Um. <laughs> well, I mean, if they could get some sort of ability to self-reflect at all, some sort of self-awareness, then I think they would have a much less miserable time. Because, I mean, you guys can admit I, that you just think that that would be fun and think it would be fun to watch. And you guys like hanging out with each other, you know, writing fanfic and imagining it or making up headcanons or whatever. That's a perfectly valid way to spend your time. The whole point of entertainment is that it's fun. It's supposed to entertain right. you. Like, it's not a bad thing to want these it's things not. or imagine these things. Like, but don't, but like, let's not start attacking people with delusion. <laughs> like, you, you don't need to get mad if it doesn't come right. to fruition. Even if what you're imagining would be really cool. And I think right. a lot of it is cool. And I do see a lot, I do see why a lot of them when you see the scene and you're like, oh, this looks romantic. This looks awesome. Right. Cool. But then Right. Golden hour lighting. Great also, music. I, you know what I mean? Cool. Also be realistic in that if the writers obviously don't plan to go that way. It's just, just not they, going to happen. No, it's not gonna happen. And just let um, and and I mean, you know, if it's really very important to you to be seeing these kinds of stories, to have these kinds of stories, it's 2021, they do exist. Like, right. you know, it's not, you know, it's not 1985. It's not like, oh, I would really love this, but nowhere in the landscape of, you know, film, television, video games, movies, anywhere, is, is it actually a thing that's happening? It does actually happen. And you do have the option to actually watch that stuff you just don't have the option of bullying people into doing that if that's not what they're making. Sometimes the things like the shows they have slash ships for even have real gay couples there that they tend yeah. to ignore if those couples include a person of color in them. And they swear to God mm-hmm. they're not doing it, but I've seen it over and over and over. So, yes. You <laughs> I are. mean, just like all the people who were talking about how exciting it is that, you know, Bad Woman is the first lesbian superhero on television. It's like Thunders and on that exact same right. network being a lesbian superhero. They ignore the hell out of Thunder Grace. Um, they ignore the, the gay couple in Supergirl. Um, who right. else? <laughs> There's so many. They do it. Well, almost all of these have at least one. It's 2021. They ignored all the gay couples and Teen Wolf in favor of. They ignored all the ones on the Vampire Diaries. All the ones on the Vampire Diaries. Vampire Diaries have like three. (laughs) They ignored ignored several several of them on Orange is the New Black if they involved Black women. They did not acknowledge that. Mm -hmm. Um, Over and over and over on repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. Mm -hmm. Totally. <laughs> on, on, on Roswell, they ignore most of them. Um, yeah. <laughs> they're there uh, existing, having uh, same sex relationships that are canon and happening on screen, and people are like, Burr, why is your mom? Okay. Uh, and, the, and, and on that note, I think we're like the one point we didn't end up covering on this list is just like talking about how people use social issues to attack like actors castmates mm-hmm. and families and, and, and to try to push their agenda for what they want to see like right. in order to try to put some sort of force behind what what actually is just a desire to see a thing 
in order to put some kind of actual weight behind that and make that something that like if they don't do it they are wronging you in some meaningful way not just doing something different creatively they attach it to these social issues right so it's not about oh i didn't write the story the way you wanted it's now i'm homophobic now i'm racist right right? so (laughs) you have people justifying things like attacking Anna's castmates with her face icon so they'll go after Curran mostly they like zero in on Curran every time he logs in on Twitter or Instagram to tell him how ugly he is and how big his head is and how he sucks at Red Hood and how he ruined the show have you ever seen his mentions or anytime he tweets just look at the the comments it's insane And so he has to, he like block some people and then they yeah. celebrate. They're like, yeah, I'm trying to get, right. head, I'm trying to get him to block me. You saw what they did with Ryan when he dared oh, to yeah. biracial. Oh my God. Bretton's, Bretton's wife or girlfriend. And they do all of this with Corey's icon or Corey or Anna's face as their like face right. icon. And it's like, do you think you're an activist? Like, because you didn't get your ship on a show and you think it's racist, now you have the right to just act psycho and attack It's okay for people. you to be homophobic. It's okay for you to body shame. It's okay for you to be biphobic. It's okay for you to be racist. Like, it's okay to, is it for you to just like harass everyone? Like, uh, and also these weird all because like, racist attacks mad. against calm. Like, so it's okay to like just do all of these. Things that Anna, the person you even honor, the person you swear you like, would not approve of with right. her face. <laughs> while like, doing what do you think that it does for her to associate her with this kind of thing? Nothing like, good. Who wants you know? to be associated with that? And then no. they do all of that, right? So you're purposefully attacking Curran, um, whatever the cinematographer's name is, his name's escaping me, Ryan Potter. Chloe the writers right you're purposely attacking them with the intention of harassing them so much they block you and then in the same breath you're like oh people give us this reputation as crazy and call us irrational and it's because we're talking about racism like no it's, it's not like, that. no <laughs> that's not what it is it's because actually. you're talking about how everyone is you know stupid and ugly and racist and a loser and hates you and it hates your ship and hates your mom and is taking this away from you because they don't care about the representation of black women in television uh <laughs> i'm sure these people um they're very pretty in the gifts that they're already in together and they'll be very pretty in more gifts. Um, super here for that. But I'm not going to like engage in some completely insane and ceaseless harassment campaign in hopes of making that happen. Right. It's like everyone, it's like they took notes from the Lena fandom somehow, even though it's before their time. I don't even understand like, it's actually well, fascinating. Maybe they're all the Lena fans somehow. I have no idea what's going on. Well, I mean, a lot it's of this strange. stuff is just generally like, I think the fact that you can actually interact with the people who create this stuff in social media creates mm-hmm. a certain kind of entitlement because if you know, because of how social media works, if you say something to them, they can hear you, then that makes people think, well, then I should be able to tell them to do something and expect right. them to do it. Because if I can talk to you, I should be able to give you orders, right? 
And mm-hmm. because I'm the fan and you're making this for me, then that means you work for me. So you are definitely doing something that's a problem if you're not that's taking my orders and you work for me. Such a huge part of it is that people think these they work for them, <laughs> like they're employed <laughs> by them. Right. And Such entitlement. Or else. And I see like there's this delusion that all shippers have in every show where they think that the person they like the most and because they're in a you know echo chamber where everyone else likes them too y'all the biggest fandom and everyone watches the show for this person so they're genuinely convinced that That if they were all then the show would get canceled so you guys have got to do this if you want to have a show because we're the fandom yeah we're the entire fandom they're convinced that a majority of the people who watch Titans watch for Starfire. They say that over and over and over. And I love Starfire. I love Anna. I love Decorey. Love them. Big right, fans, right. big fans of read all the comics. Love them. In every medium. However, majority of a show's audience is not online, not involved in fandom. No. And majority of the show's anyone. audience is barely paying attention. Like majority yeah. of the shows, office throws this on. They 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 throw it on. They're doing their dishes. They're mm-hmm. cleaning up. They're on the phone. They kind of glance. They don't watch any reactions. They don't go on Twitter. They don't do any of this. They don't think about it again. They watch all the episodes two weeks late. Like it's not that deep. Right. So one, you cannot speak for the majority of the audience. Most of them no. aren't online. No, because they don't care two, that much about it. Two, here's a simple thing for you. If that was the case, when you went to Instagram, you wouldn't be see Anna would have the most followers of the cast. She doesn't. Right? Um, mm-hmm. the posts that the official accounts make about Anna on Instagram would have the most likes and whatever. It doesn't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Twitter, when they do the poll, when they were doing those polls after every episode, right. Jason, Jason wouldn't have been winning the polls every week right so even the fans that are involved on the show aren't a majority star right so there's just like this delusion that every (laughs) shipper fandom has where they're just like we are the world and it's like we're not no and and like you know even people who are active fans of the show like we were talking about before this is an action genre show most of them are action fans most of them think the coolest thing that happens on the show is when people punch each other, not when people make out. So, yeah, that, you know, it's not, um, like, if this were to turn into that kind of show that they wishes it was, where it was this, you know, soap opera where they, you know, write Ferris wheels and they get married in the Eiffel Tower and they take lots of like selfies together like in gondolas and like Italy or whatever and you know they work out and go to galas and eat chicken the size of golf balls most of the people actually would stop watching the show and it would get canceled mm-hmm. because it's an action show that has mostly action fans I mean with Arrow right so Arrow somehow even though it's on a teen drama network ended up having a lot of grown-ass men in the fandom but I think the reason that happened, and I haven't seen the show, but from what I've understood, Arrow was kind of trying to do like a light 
um, daredevil type of was like super mature, yeah. very mm-hmm. male focused. He was a playboy, violent, killing people, yeah, and being like you know great value Batman. So then oh, that yeah. brought in the men, and so the men loved the show for like the first two seasons, and then it became about Felicity and the Felicity and they ship. Hated it. And everyone, take. all of them left. Yeah. Yeah. And it was left to the girls and it Yeah, it was just Elicity fans after that. Yeah. It continued to be the Elicity show because all the men were like, yeah. We don't like this. We came yeah. in to see men show. And like and the men that were comic fans were like, What do you mean we're writing off black? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they all left. Um and that's what would happen with Titans if it just became yeah. a romantic ship show. Um, yeah. remember Hawk and Dove? What made people hate them in season two? Their annoying romantic subplot, yeah? Even yeah. like all the fandom was just over it. Mm-hmm. Did you see anyone crying over the departure? I didn't. <laughs> I didn't see no. that. I saw people upset about Hank dying like that, but yeah, I didn't see anyone like, oh, Bro, mess. Specifically, mess quit, like Jason just dogging Hank like that. Like, you know, get, playing to his sympathies and then like yeah. pulling that. No one mass quit over them leaving because they felt no. like they dragged the show with their romantic stuff. Yeah. Um, so I hate to break it to y'all, but y'all are watching a show that's not aimed at teenagers on the CW. It's not romantic, it's aimed at adults, and it's an action show, and you're never gonna really get what you want. And And it would be ridiculous if it were to happen. It would ruin the show and it would end the show. Yeah. So, um, and it would be badly written because we've seen how (laughs) it worked when they did actively try to write romance on this show. It would also be terrible. Uh, (laughs) They would be saying the most ridiculous, clunky, weird metaphors about, like, I don't know, plumbing and ceilings and stuff. Yeah. Oh, Oh, don't ask men from a bar to write your romance novel. Okay, let's end on that note. <laughs> oh, God. All right, guys. This has been a very long, probably three-hour messy yeah. podcast. And we're going to sign off. Huge mess. Good night. Oh, God. Good night. Oh, man. Nothing.